So it gives me huge pleasure to introduce um, Andy uh, this morning. Andy was my old youth leader. I told a story about you last week, Andy. And if you didn't hear the message, get the message, you'll hear the story about Andy and I in Hitchin on Saturday mornings when Andy used to just stop people in the street and tell them about Jesus. He was mad then. He's even more mad now. But he's mad for Jesus. And he's a great friend. He's a great brother. Uh, was here in this church for many years in the early days before um, he went full-time uh, preaching the gospel, uh, doing some amazing things uh, in this country and further afield, particularly in Nigeria. And uh, anyway, I want you to give a massive, massive CEO welcome to Andy, Andy Economides. Good morning. Let's pause and pray. We do indeed surrender, all of us. Lord Jesus, we surrender for the first time. Or for the hundredth time, we surrender. And we remember with thanks. In Jesus' name, amen. I'm going to read some verses from Isaiah 49. And verse, starting from verse 8. You can follow me if you like. It's nice to be back in Hitchin. <laughs> Isaiah 49. And the first bit of what I want to say is uh, I want to uh, uh, talk about God remembering. God remembering. Isaiah 49 verse 8. This is what the Lord says. In the time of my favour, I will answer you. And in the day of salvation, I will help you. I will keep you and make you to be a covenant for the people, to restore the land and to reassign its desolate inheritances, to say to the captives, come out, and to those in darkness, be free. They will feed beside the roads and will find pasture on every barren hill. They will neither hunger nor thirst, nor will the desert heat or the sun beat upon them. He who has compassion on them will guide them and lead them beside springs of water. That's nice. I will turn and from my from all I will turn all my mountains into roads and my highways will be raised up see they will come from afar some from the north some from the west some from the region of Aswan burst into song o mountains for the lord comforts his people 
Amen. And will have compassion on his afflicted ones. Amen. Verse 14. But Zion said. So here we have a list of what God is going to do. And what God has done. And then God's people turn around and say what? Are you sure? Can this be? But Zion said, verse 14, The Lord has forgotten me. It ain't so. What you're saying ain't so. But Zion said, The Lord has forgotten me. The Lord has forsaken me. Verse 15. God responds to the but. We're full of but sometimes. But no, I'm forsaken. I'm forgotten. Where is it? Where is this salvation, this comfort, this healing? God replies, can a mother forget the baby at her breast? Hmm? And have no compassion on the child she has born. Hmm? Though she may forget, I will not forget you. Behold, I have graven you on the palms of my hands. Your walls are ever before me. Your situation, your life, your circumstances and your feelings, your internal and external, everything about you, your distraction, your brokenness are ever before me. Your sons hasten back and those who laid you waste depart from you. Behold, the NIV, NIV puts it like this. See, I, behold is a thousand times better. It's like, behold, get a hold of this. Look at this. This is amazing. Behold. It's like when Jesus speaks in Revelation 3.20 where he says, repent in verse 19. And turn to him. Behold, he stands at the door. Listen, look and learn. Behold. It's, it's like that. I've graven you. On the palms of my hands. I used to think it was just our name that was graven. That's like... 5%. It includes our name. But it's more than that. The famous Spurgeon has become a recent hero in my life. I'm reading his daily devotional, trying to read it in the morning and evenings. Spurgeon says this about this verse. I have graven you it does not say thy name. 
The name is there. But that is not all. I have graven you. See the fullness of this. I've graven you. I have graven your person. I have graven your image. I've graven your case. What's your case at the moment? What is your case? What is my case? That's graven. Thy circumstances, thy sins, your temptations, your weaknesses, your wants, your works. I have graven you. Everything about you. All that concerns you. Behold, I've graven you on the palms of my hand, God says. So that's the first thing I want to say that God wants to say to me and to you today. Remember, We're not forsaken. We're not forgotten. Remember, remember what? Remember this. Behold, we are graven on the palms of God's hand. The second thing I want to say is a little, read a little bit about this character, No Chavez. On your chairs, you will have received a little booklet. It's fantastic. Take it home. And there's another little Soterian news in the first six rows here. Take that home and read the Soterian news and pray for us. Take this booklet home. I just want to read this silence. We will remember them. Page 12 about Noel. who got two Victoria Crosses. Captain Noel Chavez, born on the 9th of November, 1884, died the 4th of August, 1917, was a medical doctor, page 12, and British Army officer in World War I. He was one of only three people to be awarded a Victoria Cross twice. On the 1st of November 1914, when Chavez left with his battalion for France, he wrote home saying, Goodbye, my dear father. I'm going to do my best to be a faithful soldier of Jesus Christ and King George. I read in the Times yesterday of a great article entitled, Above All, This Sense of Duty to God and Country. I read about Noel's life. It says this, His headstone has two crosses on it. I wonder how many I'm going to have. Because I put in my will 
that I must be buried. How many crosses will be on my headstone? On his headstone has two crosses on it, together with an inscription, greater love hath no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. His first Victoria Cross followed his exploits at the Somme, where he spent day and night tending to injured men all the time under heavy fire. He saved numerous lives and also buried several officers whilst wounded himself. The Battle of Pashendadel, he was then wounded in the head, but insisted on again going into no man's land to attend the injured. His first aid post was hit by a shell. He suffered multiple injuries. His face was said to be unrecognizable. But he crawled half a mile through the soaking mud to get help for others before dying two days later. That's when he got his second cross. He was a faithful soldier. Am I a faithful soldier? Are you a faithful soldier for Jesus? He's got two Victoria crosses. And lastly, let's think and talk about Jesus' crosses. I'm going to read from Luke 14. Thinking about what a disciple is. Luke 14 and verse 25. It says, Large crowds were travelling with Jesus. And turning to them, he said, Can you imagine this? There they were. Not the twelve. Large crowds following Jesus. Then he turns to them. These large crowds. And says to them. If anyone comes to me. And does not hate. His father and mother. His wife, his children, his brothers and sisters. Yes. Yes. Even his own life. He cannot be my disciple. And anyone who does not carry his cross and follow me cannot be my disciple. So this is what a disciple is. Someone who loves Jesus, puts Jesus first above anything and anyone. Loves Jesus most, so much more than anything and anyone. Puts his life aside and loves Jesus most than anything. So this is what a disciple is. Someone who carries that cross. Let's turn to Luke 9, 23 and have a look at what a disciple is. Luke 9, 23. 
Then he said to them all, If anyone would come after me, he must deny himself. That's forget self. Forget yourself. I'm called to forget myself. I'm called to deny myself. Disciple, you're called to forget and deny yourself. Deny yourself. Take up your cross daily and follow me. For whoever wants to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for me will save it. Let's have a look at Luke 9.57 at what Jesus says there. Luke 9.57. I start from, yeah, 57. As they were walking along the road, a man said to him, I'll follow you wherever you go. Jesus replied, foxes have holes and the birds of the air have nests. But I, the son of man, have nowhere to lay his head. I've always been struck by those words of Jesus. You know, that fox has got a little den, he's got a little house. And to him, you know, to us it might be like nothing But to the fox, it's like everything. And that bird with its nest. To that little bird, that little nest is his home. Foxes have holes, Jesus said. They've got a den, they've got a home, they've got a hiding place. It's fantastic. And those little birds, you might, you humans think it's a little rubbish nest. It's not. It's a nest. It's like a five, six star hotel. That nest, that den for that fox. I haven't haven't got a nest. I haven't got a den. Even like a fox has. I've got nowhere to lay my Head. He said to another man in verse 59, he said to him, follow me. He said, you want to follow me? Follow me then. But the man replied, Lord, first let me go and bury my father. So his father was either dead And he was going to go and bury him, sort things out, and that would take some time, and that he'd be there for some time, or he's going to wait till his father dies. And sometime in the future, he'll come and follow Jesus. Jesus said to him, let the dead bury the dead. What is he? Is this Jesus heartless? Is he kidding? 
What? No. Let the dead bury their own dead, but you go and proclaim the kingdom of God, he said to this man. So whatever he says to you or me, do it. He may not be saying these kind of things to all of us, but he's saying these kinds of things and things to us. Sometimes, doesn't he? And what he may say to you or to me may be different, but he's saying them if we can hear. But whatever he says to you, unique one, you do it. And what he says to you will be different to what he says to me. But whatever he says to you, sir, you make sure you do it or you're in trouble. <laughs> I'm looking at you. You're in trouble. Isn't it? He's saying these kind of things to some people. Open our ears and hearts. I thought the Lord said to me, Andy, I, I tell you things that are unusual sometimes. You better do them. Help me, Lord, to do them. But Jesus, but the man replied, Lord, come on. Give me a break. First, let me. Will you let me? Can I just go and bury my father? He says, no. Still another one said, I'll follow you. Yeah, I'll follow you, Lord. But first, let me go back and say goodbye to my family. That's a good idea, isn't it? That's only fair, isn't it? Just let me go back, say goodbye. Jesus replied, no one who puts his hand to the plough and looks back is fit for the kingdom of God. So Jesus replied, and Jesus said, let us let Jesus say and do whatever he wants to do. So the first thing we've said today is this. Behold. Come on. See this. Get hold of this. Get excited about this. God says, don't give me your butt. Behold, but you've forgotten and forsaken Zion. Lord, forsaken and forgotten your people. No, can a mother forget? She may. But God won't forsake God won't forget. Behold, we're graven. 
Behold, we're graven on the palms of our hands. Let's remember. Take to heart God's word. His word of love. His covenant. We talked about this amazing man. He was the only man that got a Victoria Cross in the First World War. Only one of three men that got two Victoria Crosses. He was a faithful soldier. Men. Christian men. God is asking us to stand up and be a faithful soldier for Jesus. He's calling men and women to be faithful soldiers. Others is calling others to be warriors and generals for him. I want to continue to be a faithful soldier for Jesus and a warrior and a general for Jesus. So today I think we can respond by standing up and say, here am I, a faithful soldier. Teach me in your school, Lord, and enable me to carry your cross. Forget myself. Jesus said, if you want to follow me, forget self. Deny self. Take up your cross daily and follow me. And we've talked about the Jesus crosses, of what it means to be a disciple. It means to lose our lives. Give it away. Go deeper. Some of us here have been Christians for 50, 50 years. Some of us like five years, five weeks. But God is calling all of us men. Men, are you listening? I just want to speak to the men for a moment. He's calling me and you to stand up and be faithful soldiers. And to carry that cross. He's calling all of us men and women, to follow him today. You can write your name. That's included. That's a bit of it. That's a bit of the truth. That our names are inscribed. That's a little bit of the truth of that verse. But it's a lot more. We, our everything, is inscribed. And that includes our name. But it's our everything. It's our present and our future. We're inscribed and loved. Let's remember 
God's amazing love. And it's so tangible because he sent his son Jesus. And as we look at the cross afresh and anew, we can say, God, you proved it and you prove it today in my life. Let's bow our heads. Behold. Behold. See. Get this. Marvel at this. I have graven you on the palms of my hand. Take a moment in the quiet to respond. Respond to in a fresh way. I need to do this. We need to do this. Here I am, Lord, again afresh. I give my life to you, Lord. I surrender. Lord, hear me. I love you. Lord, hear me. Listen, Lord. Jesus, Jesu Christi, hear me. I surrender. I go deeper. Help me, Jesus. Deny myself. Carry my cross daily. Help me, Jesus. Jesus, I remember. Jesus, I look at the cross and remember and thank you. So I give my life to you afresh. Here I am. Send me. Here I am. Send me, Lord. Here I am. Use me. A soldier for you. Help me, Lord, to be a faithful soldier. And empower me by your Spirit, Lord. I receive your love. Jesus. Hear my prayer.